guys, Derek here from Bomb Socks, and welcome to the Bomb Bites podcast. Hey, if you're new to Bomb Bites, it's a service from our company, Bomb Socks, to help be a resource to use. You're studying along with the Come Follow Me curriculum for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hope you enjoy today's episode. So the book of Leviticus, I introduced it to you yesterday. I really like it. The whole purpose of it is to help you and I to be a little bit more holy and especially to teach our young men, those Aaronic or Levitical priests, how to be a little bit more holy. So I went in and I found this, someone had done a little word cloud of every word in the book of Leviticus, all 26 chapters. What they did was the words that were mentioned a lot more are more prominent in this little picture right here. And so so you've got the word Lord, which is obviously a huge one, offering and priest. Um, and so here's where you've got the priest working together with the Lord to make offerings. Again, that is very much a lesson for you and I today and for our young men. Well, there's different offerings. In Leviticus chapter 1, verses 1 and 2, it says, And the Lord called unto Moses and spake unto him out of the tabernacle of the congregation. So we have built this tabernacle, and here's where the Lord is speaking to the children of Israel. Speak unto them, say unto them, If any man of you bring an offering unto the Lord, ye shall bring your offering of the cattle, even of the herd and of the flock. Now, not all offerings offerings are the same. We Sometimes we just think that, you know, you bring an animal to the altar and you sacrifice it and that's good to go. There are many, many different offerings. In fact, we're not going to focus on all of them, but I do want to show you several of the offerings that priests made on behalf of the children of Israel. So for example, you've got chapter 1 verses 3 through 9. This is what is called a burnt offering. Now, when you go to this burnt offering, it says in verse 3, if his offering be a burnt sacrifice of the herd, let him offer a male without blemish. Again, there's very much symbolism of the Savior there. He shall offer it of his own voluntary will. We talked to earlier this week about what it means to be willing to do all these things at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation before the Lord. He shall put his hand upon the head of the burnt offering, and it shall be accepted for him to make atonement for him. You will see the word atonement all through the book of Leviticus. And we'll talk a little bit more about that here. But what you do is you bring the animal to the altar and verse 8 it says the priests Aaron's sons shall lay the parts the head and the fat in order upon the wood that is on the fire which is upon the altar but his inwards and his legs he shall wash with water and the priest shall burn all on the altar to be a burnt sacrifice an offering made by fire of a sweet savor of the Lord we'll also talk more about that so what you've got with this burnt offering is you have got the head the fat the inwards and you've got the legs now what's interesting about that you start thinking, okay, what are some modern day examples of a burnt offering? Well, one of my favorite verses in the Doctrine and Covenants, and you're going to see this here, you're familiar with this, section four of the Doctrine and Covenants, verse two. O ye that embark in the service of God, see that you serve him with all your heart, your might, your mind, and your strength that you may stand blameless before God at the last day. There's an interesting connection there when you're talking about the head, the fat, the inwards, and the legs, the heart, the might, the mind, and the strength. Your head, that is your mind. The fat is the might that helps you move forward. The inwards, that's your heart there. And your legs, those are the things that bring you that strength. And so this could very much, you, you look at these young men and young women who go out there as missionaries, giving their heart, might, mind, and strength. That could be an example of a burnt offering. 
Well, here's another offering. You've got what is called a meat or a meal offering. So this is not just necessarily a meat, but it is more of a meal or a grain type of offering. Like verse four says, if thou bring an oblation of meat being bacon or bacon, I know you like that, right? Which is baked in the oven. It shall be unleavened cakes of fine flour mingled with oil or unleavened wafers anointed with oil. Now in the Bible dictionary, it mentions here that this meat or meal offering, it's his part was placed on the altar of burnt offering. The remainder was usually eaten by the priests in a holy place. It was such an important part of the daily burnt offering that the term is often used to denote the whole morning or evening sacrifice. So the question is, what are some modern day examples of a meal offering? And I started thinking about things that we are asked to do every morning and every evening, which that was the main part of this sacrifice. You think about our reading of the scriptures. Oftentimes we do that in the morning or in the evening. Those things that we do daily can be those sacrifices. So here's another offering example. You go to Leviticus chapter three, verse one, and if his oblation or his offering be a sacrifice of peace offering. If he offer it with the herd, whether it be male or female, he shall offer it without blemish before the Lord. Again, you're seeing some, some similarities here to all of these sacrifices. So in the Bible dictionary, it says peace offerings, as the name indicates, presuppose that the sacrificer was at peace with God. They were offered for further realization and enjoyment of that peace. A feast symbolized fellowship and friendship among all of its partakers and providers, and also a state of joy and gladness. So peace offerings were a means of giving thanks and asking for the Lord's continued blessing. So that's also something today, you and I, sometimes we just offer that thanks. I know sometimes you're like, what do I fast for? I remember being told years ago, sometimes you just fast for gratitude. You're just grateful, things are going good. And so that also is an offering unto the Lord. So you can see these various offerings and there's many, many more, but these are just some of the ones that are mentioned here. Now you do also have these offerings called sin and trespass offerings, which I think kind of hits a little bit more home to us. Um, verse 30 of chapter four says, the priest shall take of the blood thereof with his finger and put it on the horns of the altar of the burnt offering and shall pour out all the blood thereof on the bottom of the altar. So what do you think the act of putting blood on the horns, the horn, by the way, represents power and strength. So what could putting that blood there represent? Well, there's a cool verse over in chapter 17 of Leviticus, which is one of the reasons why I think blood is such an important part of these sacrifices. It says, for the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls, for it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. That is such a great statement when you and I are trying to understand why these individuals were making sacrifices. Well, just another little thought right here. There's a whole bunch of verses I want to show you here, and they all teach the same thing. So you go over to chapter 16, verse number 30. It says, For on that day shall the priest make an atonement for you to cleanse you, that ye may be clean from all of your sins before the Lord. So all of these verses right here talk about how the priest shall make an atonement. Boy, again, if I was a young man and I was given the Aaronic or Levitical priesthood, it would be very cool for me to understand that I am there 
making an offering on behalf of the members of the church. Well, just a little thought here again about sacrifices from Elder Ballard. After the Savior's ultimate sacrifice, the ordinance of the sacrament replaced the ordinance of sacrifice. This change moved the focus of the sacrifice from a person's animal to the person himself. In a sense, the sacrifice changed from the offering to the offerer. Instead of the Lord requiring our animals or our grain, now he wants us to give up all that is ungodly. Elder Neal A. Maxwell said this, Real personal sacrifice never was placing an animal on the altar. Instead, it is a willingness to put the animal in us upon the altar and letting it be sacrificed. And who does he trust to help with that? A bunch of teenage boys who are priests of the Levitical order. I love that message and I think that's something that we definitely need to share with our young men to help them understand that they are there to help make an offering unto the Lord on behalf of us. They do it every Sunday and I'm grateful for them. If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S. And be sure to check out our amazingly comfortable gospel-themed socks at bombsocks.com. Thanks for listening, and hope you'll join us again for more episodes of Bomb Bites. Godspeed, and have a great day.